Tommy Curran joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Unified Office. They're going to make sure you never lose any business again due to poor customer phone experience. You can find your solution, unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran, how are we doing this week? That wasn't very nice. I heard what you said, <laughs> and if people were paying attention, our kid's not here, and that's going to make Tom Curran smile. That's not yeah. true. I like Christian. Well, we feel that way. Mego, like Mego and I feel that way. Yeah. mystery, Tom, around why a little our kid's not here. <laughs> Our kid's not here. We don't know why. He just calls out every day. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's weird. We have Curran on today, and he called out. That's weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, so, Tom, I, I don't mean to uh, let that snowball. Uh, how do you feel, or let me rephrase, how do you think the team should feel about being flexed off of Monday Night Football? This happened earlier this hour. Yeah, the organization should be humiliated, and I'm sure that someplace within 345 Park Ave or whatever the hell it is that the NFL is situated at, there's a smirk or two. <laughs> Come up and we could flex them. I'm sure that's not the driving force, but your point is excellent, Jonesy. Kansas City with Mahomes, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift, networks were stampeding each other to get that troika in prime time, and the Patriots drag it down so badly nobody wants to look at it after Josh Dobbs against Justin Fields. That's an unbelievable comeuppance. It almost feels personal. Tom, when you look at the many times that Mac Jones has been benched this season and then trotted back out there and look at the way that the Patriots are handling practice and the quarterbacks for the media portions so far this week, if they're making a change to Bailey Zappi and maybe Malik Cunningham backing him up, why are they doing it now? Because both of those guys are not NFL-level starters. Neither is an NFL-level backup. So to put them out there to start takes a major leap of faith and requires a real pants-pooping by the actual starter. Pants-pooping achieved. Haven't we seen poopy pants, though? (laughs) Like week after week, and he keeps going back out there. To use the technical football term. That's my explanation. That's my explanation. Why haven't they done it before? Because the other one are pants-poopers deluxe. What if, uh, what if Zappi, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, keep going. It's just, that is the absolutely the only plausible explanation as opposed to all you whack job conspiracy <laughs> tinfoil hat theorists, Jonesy. Yeah, I'm raising my hand. Uh, You're watching Robert's on Twitch, I'm raising my hand, yeah. Robert's making him play Mac. So you don't buy that? Yeah, you don't buy that? No. No. It's 24 years. How often do you think that Robert Kraft has toddled down and told Bill Belichick what to do with the football team? He doesn't. That's why they are where they are. It's zero, or is it? Is it like? Is it like a small number? Is it zero? Is that number zero? Never. He's never told Bill to do that. I mean, what are we doing? Well, I don't know. I'm just. I'm saying. They've been been together for a quarter century. Don't you think we could find one occasion where they did? I hyperbolize. I'm sure that he has made his desires or what he'd like to see clear, but I don't think there's ever been a case, especially the 2021 draft in which Robert Kraft said, we're taking Mac here and Bill was overruled. That's just absolute crack smoking opinion giving. Well, so how about, how about this? Cause this is my, my real opinion on it. And oh, I look at it. You can tell Meg. Can't you tell that I am raining on his personal parade? And he's getting irritated. Yeah, he, no, no it he's, is. his no, energy is, is dropping. No, I feel kind of bad. This he's is irritating. Like, he's like a deflating balloon. No, but so I, I trust me, we'll get to zappy too. But like, so I, I bet Bill liked Mac in that draft, but you just said, yes. Robert makes his, his opinion known on certain things. And maybe Bill said, you know what? I think Mac is a day two guy, maybe a late round one guy. 
But I know the I know the owner likes him, so I'm gonna reach a little bit and take him at 15. And you know what? I, I do I do think Robert had influence in playing uh, Mac last week because sitting Mac and then going back to him after that crap fest in Indianapolis or against Indianapolis doesn't make sense otherwise. Yeah, it does. The other guys aren't very good, okay, which but- we will see and have seen. So, yes, I agree. He got further latitude because he's a former first-round pick who actually was the, was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year runner-up two years ago. And the reason he sucks in large part, where was started on the road to suckitude, was because of the coaching decisions last year and certainly because of the roster decisions. He holds the bag on plenty of it. But he gets extra latitude to wriggle himself out of that because he has been served up a really crappy situation. So combine the extra wiggle room to extract himself, combine the option-free situation behind him in terms of reasonable guys you can bring out there, and that's why you get extra latitude. Not Robert Kraft sitting down there and saying, when it's clear that Bill Belichick's on his last leg, starting a fight with Bill Belichick in late November over starting Mac Jones one more time. Everybody is in just hover mode right now. Hover until the end, and then things will happen. They're not trying to start a pissing contest in late November. Believe me, I'm talking about ownership. Okay, so let me uh, let me ask you this. You already said it won't look better with with Zappy, or it won't look much better. However, you just phrased it, it, it will continue to look poor with Zappy. What what if okay, it does? Fact, not opinion. Okay, I don't know. Well, what if? But no, no, I understand. But I'm just saying, what if it? What if it does? Let's let's get into a hypothetical land. What if it does look better with Zappy? Would that change your mind at all on uh, on some of the handling behind the scenes? No. Okay. Because I witnessed Bailey Zappi all summer long, and I watched him in training camp in the preseason. He earned the spot on the bench. I watched him in relief four times. He earned the spot where he has been, even if he comes in and plays terrifically. And there's a chance he might have a really nice day against the Chargers, just like Mack had a really nice day against the Buffalo Bills in the not-too-distant past. He is trying to make a case that he can be a spot starter, suitable backup, which he was coming out of last season. Coming into this season, after the training camp, he was not a suitable backup. And he's proven that so far this year. Tom, you, I know, have a relationship with Mike Lombardi. Uh, You've talked to him multiple times. He had this, it was like an informed opinion is how he posed it, but also that he had heard that people in the Patriots locker room that his teammates had disdain for Mac Jones. And that surprised me because I I thought that's a pretty strong term to use for someone who presents the way that Mac presents in terms of being kind of an even killed personality, even though he's melting on the field out there every week. Have you heard anything along the lines of, I guess like personality issues with Mac Jones and the rest of the locker room? I'd push back on Mike's contention just in that I'm, I'm in the locker room and I'm talking to the players directly. Now, maybe Mike's talking to Bill, but Bill's getting that secondhand from his locker room. Look, there's a big difference between disliking the individual who's playing quarterback and disliking the way he plays quarterback. I guarantee you there's disdain for the way he's playing quarterback and has played it. I guarantee you there's disdain for the on-field histrionics that he exhibited last week that with Jasicki that Mike referenced. I'm sure that there's disdain for the way he acted last year, you know, yelling at the sideline. But Mac, I don't think, is roundly disliked by his teammates. And that's where I think people have to really realize the difference between the two. If you're in a position where you're not 
performing your job, people aren't going to like you a lot. Like Garvin did a nice job on that parody. But if that was horrendous, and you had to sit through three minutes of that, and he couldn't punch anybody up on the board, and he couldn't get anybody on the phone, he, no matter how much you liked him, you wouldn't like disdain. With him. Disdain. You're right. I would have disdain. You're right. There would be tension. So that's that's what's going on there. I think. Got it. Uh, I'm wondering just if you had seen what your colleague John Tomasi wrote today about teams are going to be lining up for Bill. If Bill sure. is exiting New England, that there will be demand and that there will be uh, a likely return of a first-round pick. That we're all too close gonna, to this situation. We're not seeing it for what it is. You're going to have a great time watching Tom Cameron's Patriots Talk podcast right after your show ends at 6 o'clock. Oh. It will also replay. You can find it on YouTube and also on your podcasting apps. Because... The complexity of the Bill Belichick departure and trade is unbelievably high. First, you have to find a suitor. You have to find the charges of the commanders or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have been uh, lobbed forth by Rick Sproud, who called me on that. I think that's interesting. Uh, or the Carolina Panthers. There's plenty of candidates. But which one wants a 72-year-old head coach who's going to need three years, who is cantankerous, doesn't, will not go over well with the new era player, is not going to go over great with the media, and has been a disaster in terms of drafting and free agent acquisitions. Now, the counter to that is, well, he's still Bill Belichick. Yep, he definitely is. So there might be a suitor out there. Does Bill want to go there? Do the crafts want that suitor to be the one that Bill gets traded to? How much resistance is from the crafts? So all of those things have to align. How much money are the Patriots going to be on the hook for if Bill is someplace else and there's an offset? How much will Bill allow to come back to the Patriots in terms of, hey, I'm trading you to the Chargers here, Bill. They're going to send us a one. I don't want to give up a one. Let me get on the phone with Dean Spanos. Dean, I'm not worth a one. Give me a three, and we'll give some extra money back to them. <laughs> so, I agree with Bill. There's a lot of stuff. There's so, a lot of stuff that could happen. So I don't want to. I don't want to blow up anything you have coming up in the Patriots Talk podcast. Everyone should check it out uh, on NBC Sports Boston, and uh, you know, find it on YouTube and everywhere else you just listed it. But are you making a case that that trading may not be the way to go? It's a mutual parting, or or no. is maybe a firing even in the cards? No, it's not. I don't make a contention in any direction. And that's what I guess is really interesting to me about this conversation. The last time we dealt with this was 1997 with Parcells and then 2000 with Belichick. And we haven't done it in 24 years since. And now we are different in television, Internet, social media, and sports talk radio, even though sports talk radio definitely existed. You can't predict you guys got to let this thing unspool. Look at all these little threads you could be tugging on and pulling on. Instead of saying, what's going to happen? We don't freaking know. Get deep on the different things that have to happen. What happens if Bill says, fire me? I want to be a free agent. And they say, no, we don't want you to coach here, but we're not going to fire you. So that's, that's the first thing to clear. There has to be an agreement between the two sides that while we don't want you to coach here anymore, Bill, we're not going to release you from your contract either. And you know that Bill can get litigious. Oh, yeah. So I, I love every step of this all the way through. We don't have to go, 
you know, have some patience, boy. You don't have to go. Never mind. It's a Monty Python thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that and more. I can't finish it. No, no, I'll no. I'll send you the video. That's fine. On the on the Patriots Talk podcast, I'm going to listen what along. About a kiss, boy. No, I'm going to. What I'm, about a simple kiss? <laughs> I'm going to watch along on the podcast. I'm going to listen along on the podcast, and there's a lot of threads to tug at. Uh, so, Tommy Current, we appreciate the time. Check out his work everywhere, NBC Sports Boston, Sundays here on WEEI, Tuesdays with Gresham Fourier, and, of course, Thursdays here on Jones and Mego. Tom, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, i got to catch up with Arkin now, see how he's doing. I'll talk to you guys. Okay. Tommy Curran has all our guests. Thank you, Tom. Joins us on the Harbor One Hotline.